Captain Austin Podcast. So I saw uh, Willie Nelson's doing his 4th of July picnic. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. So they're doing it at the new soccer stadium that just opened, which I thought was pretty interesting. And check this out. So I was just curious because I was like, you know what? Like how many more shows does Willie Nelson realistically have left in the tank? But I I just wanted to see like what they were selling the concert tickets for because oh two bands that are gonna be there. So Midland, which is popular, and uh Asleep at the Wheel. And I think there's a few other bands, right. but I was like, okay. And the stadium's not far from my house. So I was like, yeah, what do these tickets cost? So floor, like if you want to be real close to the stage on the floor, eight hundred dollars a piece. That's how crazy God concerts have damn. gotten, man. So I remember when Willie Nelson's Fourth of July picnic was at the backyard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's where you. And you used to be able to get GA tickets for like forty, yeah. fifty bucks. Super like, cheap. yeah, super cheap. That's insane. Completely. And insane. that's the kind of a a commentary on the sick idolization of like anything authentic Austin. Like mm-hmm. people are just gonna fucking overprice like that. Like, don't get me wrong, I love me some Willie, and the day that fucking Willie dies, which probably is, unfortunately, coming sooner than later, Yeah, it's going to be a sad day for me, but, like, should not be 800 bucks to go see Willie Nelson in Austin. That's absurd. Yeah, I mean, that was, to be fair, that was floor, like, front row. Because I know we've talked about concerts a lot on the show, and we always like to talk about how crazy concert yeah. tickets are. So I was just curious when I went and looked those up, but I was like, God damn, man, the world has changed. Austin, I should say, has changed. Yeah, and so Austin much. has changed. Like yeah. the fact that Willie is playing at the O2 Arena is also it's crazy, kind of, right? Crazy, it's kind of weird. Because Willie has always been kind of, you know, hands in the dirt, you know, salt of the earth kind of dude. Yeah. Like And the fact that probably you wasn't his decision. You would think it's probably like his team or somebody behind him, but I just thought it was interesting that they were doing it at the new soccer stadium. Yeah, that is weird. And that kind of seems anti everything we've ever thought about. Willie. Right. Exactly. It's a little too glitzy. It's very, yeah, yeah. It's super corporate too. Yeah. It's just like, you wonder if like he's even conscious at this point, they're just kind yeah. of the wheeling him out there. Nine years old. Right, man. And I, this sounds morbid, but, I don't realistically like I, I this thought has crossed my mind before with him. Is he wanting to do these, do shows at this point or are people like making him because they need to get paid? I think he probably wants to, but I think that people have kind of changed his perspective on things. I think that he's probably realizing he's kicking the last of his bucket and like you know, people are probably up in his ear like, oh, well, things aren't what they used to be. And he's too old to just kind of like, well, that's yeah. bullshit, you know. I don't know. I hate to say it, but I, I kind of think there's probably some ghost writing going on there with as far as the decisions he's making. Mm-hmm. I think he's maybe a little out of it at this point. I completely agree, agree with you. Like, I have to sit back and wonder. This This definitely crossed my mind. You know, who would be comfortable, like, in his circle, realistically, even his kids, I don't know, who is really close with him on a daily basis, who would realistically be comfortable with an 89-year-old guy? I mean, that is old, dude. Like, he could he could literally die on stage. Yeah. 
who who is really comfortable with somebody going out and performing at that age? And you have to wonder. And the the reason why I bring up like he's at a stage in his life where his um like the the caricature of Willie Nelson is like bigger than the artist. I think a lot, so of, a lot people, of people go see him yeah. because it's like, a, it's like trendy, like, Oh, Willie Nelson. They don't even know one of his songs. Right? right. You fucking ask them to start digging into the redheaded stranger album. They just look at you like, like, you know, you, you don't know about Willie. I think that a lot of people have, you know, they're more caught up in the fact that he's this free willing pothead yeah. And then, you know, recognizing that this guy was a trailblazer of outlaw country music in the 60s when mm. Austin, you know, was this small little town. And uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think the people that are going to be paying 800 bucks a ticket, maybe not all of them, but most of them are showing up and paying that money just to take a selfie in front of the stage. Hashtag I saw Willie Nelson. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. It's weird, man. It's like, why would people, you know, I would think at this stage of the game with his age, it would be um, like a legitimate like safety concern. Well, because you got to think about it. Like if you're 89 and you're up on a stage and there's, I don't know how many people that stadium holds, let's say 5,000. Right. Okay. That's a lot of fucking people to stand in front of and have to perform. Like I know Willie's done it a million right. times, but I would hate to ever see a time like I would hate to see him just fucking go out on a drop on yeah, stage. Like, yeah. And you got it gets to a point where there's kind of a breaking point where you're like, is this worth? Wait, like, it's gonna make you wonder too. Like I've I heard this one time I read it and it, it it was interesting. So do you remember when you and I were really young? There was that controversy with him and all the tax money he owed. Yeah. There's a theory that he actually doesn't have as much money as people think he does, and that's why he's still having to do all these shows. Wouldn't surprise Wouldn't me. Wouldn't surprise me either. No, because they, IRS took his Perdinaus Falls mansion, which he clearly had a lot of money tied up into. Um, I'd also do you know? Did they actually? Con- oh like, no, they, they took it from. Him. Okay. They fucking took it from him. And it was a multi-million dollar that, you know, when the feds get their hooks in you, that's pretty much it. So you're probably right. There's probably some of that at play here. I, I, you know, just, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Maybe this isn't the time in his life where he should be doing this. And if he feels like he could actually do it more power to him, but like, there's a lot of that going around, like, you know, him doing this. And then like, you look at guys like Ric Flair, training wrestling again again. yeah like right and you got a pacemaker bro like what the fuck are you doing like i don't know what it is man i think while we're on the subject i just want to say this i think when you have guys that have been in entertainment for as long as they have that is so ingrained in their identity that they don't know anything else and they don't know life without it that they would literally die doing it like i i think rick flair knows that that's a huge risk him doing that but i don't think he cares because wrestling has been a his entire identity i think he knowing rick flair i you know i don't think willie wants to die on stage but i think rick flair yes. might yes that's <laughs> i don't think i rick think he gives a fuck i think he's no, like you know what i would this love has to been die my in the entire ring. Yeah. life like i'm cool with this yeah, yeah you know no. 
It's funny you brought that up, man, because I, I've been seeing a lot of his stuff pop up on Instagram, and I'm like, I can't believe this guy's going to wrestle. Fucking taking chops in the chest, bumps, like, just like, dude, like, we all get it. You're the fucking GOAT. Like, you know, no one, like, anyone who's ever liked wrestling in their life, like, and from our generation, I think everyone universally understands, like, Ric Flair is the man. He'll never be topped. Rick is Rick. Like, what the fuck else do you have to prove to us? Like, stop it. Go enjoy your life with your daughters and your grandchildren. Yeah. Like, dude, just stop. Do you think he's doing it for the check? Do you think he needs the money? I think he's I doing it because he that. wants to die in the ring. I think that yeah. I think he will literally keep doing these one-off comebacks till he dies in the ring. I could see that. That's been his entire life, man. Yeah, just no, wrestling. And, like most of his yeah. life. No, it's, it's, crazy it's sad. Yeah. And I don't think Willie's in that same boat, though. I think he's just kind of, I don't know what it is, but I don't, yeah. I, I, I will say this. I'm not, I'm not like knocking Willie Nelson. He's obviously an icon. I just think it's odd that at that age, I would, well, this is why earlier when I brought this up, I said, I wonder if other people are in his ear because when he does these shows, the lawyers, the agents, everybody gets a slice, right? So obviously they have stake in the game. Right. But if you really love this man, like a family member, someone has to be like, hey, is this, do you need to do this? That's why I think it's got to be a money thing at this point. Because why does an 89 year old man have to go up and do that? You know, unless he, it's, I don't believe that. He really enjoys doing that at this You don't age. think so? Maybe, but probably. I think he loves music. I don't think he loves it enough to get up and imagine how exhausting that probably is for him. It's not you know? like he plays in physically intense music. He doesn't, but his sets are like, what, two, three hours long, maybe? Yeah. just That's got to be. And you're standing there the whole time. And you got to remember, like, Half of playing guitar is just remembering the notes. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. That's hard, man. Well, and I got to give it to him at that age because I don't know about you, but um, when I play guitar, the idea of like singing and playing is it's hard. It's fucking hard. You have a lot of coordination. Yeah. Man. I don't know how that guy does it at this age. Yeah. Uh, like more power. To that me. a good lineup, though. It's like, oh, Midland's cool. Um, let's look at the wheels, obviously. Been around a long yeah, time. they're in Austin. Yeah, I've seen them more than I care really? to, so I don't. I don't know if I've ever actually seen them. If you ever haunted the Continental Club back yeah. in the day, like I did, like I didn't the, go like you did. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, it, they're good, but it's not you know. And I'm sure as fuck not going to pay hundred bucks to go see Willie Nelson. No, like, I mean I don't know how much the. I would assume just regular stadium seats are like a hundred bucks. But even at that, like here's the other thing too. It's an all day thing. I'm not going to sit in that fucking stadium when it's a hundred degrees to watch this. You know how fucking hot it's going to be that day? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and Willie Nelson, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they're going to bring him out after the sun goes down. They're like, we can't let this man get, any kind of heat stroke. Oh, you don't think he's going on at dead noon? Fuck no. I think that's <laughs> when it starts. But Yeah, no. Yeah, could you imagine having to sit in that stadium on 4th of July? Because that's when it starts, like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Could you imagine having to sit in that stadium at that time in the middle of the day? You got Fuck me fucked that. up. You got Hell me fucked no. up. 
What'd you think of the, I saw, I saw that you went to go see the new Jurassic Park movie. What'd you think about it? It was entertaining. Mm -hmm. It was good to see the old cast back, but I don't know if I necessarily like the dynamic between the new cast and the old cast. Um, and parts of it felt a little too cliche. Yeah. Um, felt like they were leaning a little too, because like, in my opinion, the first two Jurassic world, you know, with Chris Pratt and all that, mm -hmm. they did an amazing job building that storyline out. And then just to wrap it up by falling back on such gimmicks, just kind of, it did feel very gimmicky. Yeah, it did. It, it felt like, um, by the way, I completely agree with you. I, I thought it was entertaining. It did. I think it was a good movie. Uh, not particularly. It felt like to me they were trying to just push everything to the max that they possibly could. They were like, we're going to go as far as we can with the dinosaurs. We're going to go as far as we can with the cast. We're going to go as far as we can with like... One of the things I noticed in the movie is they were trying really hard. I think they kind of overdid some of the old characters a little bit. Like they were trying to do like a lot of witty like one-liners but they overdid it as were when you watch the first one let's say jeff goldblum's character for example which by the way if jeff goldblum wasn't in the new jurassic park movie it would have completely sucked right he saved it but one of the things i'll say about the whoever wrote his lines they basically took his character from the first movie and they just um completely overdid it and amplified it it was like we're gonna take the kind of sarcastic witty jeff goldblum from the first one and we're just gonna go berserk with it and balls the wall because he just had so many back-to-back -back, like and it was entertaining like i liked it because it was jeff goldblum and i'm biased and i like jeff goldblum as i'm sure you well yeah no but that's they, also it was kind of a, that's also kind of a shtick um, I really like Jeff Goldblum. I always have, but yeah. like to say the guy doesn't like has this amazing range is a little unfair. Like, because if you look at it, anytime Jeff Goldblum has been brought into a movie, it's for that exact, like, yeah, like independent subtle, stay, yeah, yeah, disaffected, dis, you know, disaffected, witty intellectual that you just has all these one-liners to snap yeah. out like that's kind of his thing but i do think that they kind of i guess my problem is like with the old characters there wasn't much character development yeah they just kind of fell back on well these guys are now 30 years older but they're still stuck in the same mentality like yeah kind of lazy writing i don't no, know i agree with you there were some weird like plot holes a little bit and one of the things i don't like about movies sometimes is where everything it's like not realistic it was like anytime there was a problem that arose the timing always worked out perfectly it was just like they overkilled it with these scenarios where it was like there's a problem and you're on it, it's like on the verge of shit going completely left and disarray and then it just they 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 figure it out last second. It's just like every single scene was like that, where it's like yeah. they just they pushed it to the max. Um, and then that one scene that uh, comes to mind is 
they took a lot of, I think they did this on purpose to kind of like, um, sort of like a rendition, if you will, from the first movie is like where the Jeep is upside down. And then they had Jeff Goldblum, like take the, what did he have at the time? It was like a, was it a spear? Oh man, that was such a fucking like. That was super gimmicky. Bro. That like, was really Yeah, gimmicky. no, that was horrible. That yeah. was horrible because, yeah. like, yeah, the first one, he runs off the T-Rex, distracts him, like, and here he is doing the same thing. It was exactly like the first movie. I think they yeah. did that on purpose. Oh, no, sure. Like, it was homage. Pay homage to the first movie, but then, I don't know. It was like you kind of want to see something different a little bit. It did seem very gimmicky, though, to your point, and that was disappointing to me. Um, I love the fact that Jeff Goldblum got more, uh, like he had a bigger character in this movie and got to speak more because I loved him from the first movie. I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who loves the first Jurassic Park movie that doesn't appreciate what Jeff Goldblum did. No, he made that movie. movie. He made that movie. Yeah. I, I thought he was like one of the best characters. Um, Lazy writing, though, I have to agree with you on that. It just, yeah. it, yeah, it was weird. And you know that they left it open for, they're going to, it's going to be interesting to see how long they're going to draw that series out for. They said this was supposed to be the wrap up. I doubt that. You know, I guarantee you there will be some like Jurassic Universe or something. Mm-hmm. Just fucking dinosaurs in space in 10 years or something like that. They're not going to let go of this. This is a, too much of a cash cow for them. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got to talk about this. Um, Drake's new album. What was your kind of initial knee jerk thoughts? And then what do you think now that you've had some time to kind of sit with it? Very weird album. It was clearly dance oriented and I felt like a lot of the music is the kind of music you would hear in an elevator at a upscale hotel room or hotel. Yeah. I, I don't think like from a pure hip hop standpoint that he was going for that motif. I think this one was definitely him kind of experimenting. And it feels like that's a trend because I feel like Loverboy was the same too. I think he's kind of done with dropping these pure hip hop albums. And he's at this point just kind of fucking off with whatever, you know, sounds cool to him. You don't think he'll do another rap album? I think he will eventually, but I think in this current moment, he's just kind of experimenting. And I think that's what this album was. It did not sound like your typical trademark uh drake album no i agree with you on that uh i was well my knee-jerk thought was what is this because i was not expecting that i saw the cover of the album and it kind of had like this sort of like throwback hip-hop vibe to it and i was like oh okay he's about to like get in his bag yeah and like just it's gonna be like a rap album and then i listened to it and it's all like dance beats And my first thought was like, man, this is not it. But then I really had to take a step back and think about it objectively. And um, I've had a chance to kind of listen to the album a little bit. And 
just from a pure musical standpoint, like I respect the fact that he kind of stepped outside the box. I think he wanted to throw people off a little yeah. bit. I think that was kind of part of the appeal is I think he wanted to sort of, I think there was some shock value there. It's not music that I would want to listen to on a regular basis. I don't think it's bad music. It's just not something that's for me on a daily basis. No. And I think there's, and there's a few bangers on there. Yeah. Just to be fair, there's a few songs on there that I really like. Um, but of course my favorite song in there is the one with 21 Savage. That's like the straight yeah, that up was, rap album. Yeah, that, that, was, hard. that was a really good track. Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of people wanted a full album of songs like that. I, I think your loyal Drake fan base that's been riding with him as long as, you know, he's been at it probably so, but I think, uh, for what he did, there's also a pretty big fan base out there for that kind of music. Yeah. And um, Drake's in a unique situation. He's going to do numbers regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so, definitely one of those artists. Yeah. No matter what he puts out. Yeah. So he can't really go wrong at this point unless, like, he just completely goes off the rails and, like, maybe he's in the middle of doing that. But for the time being, he seems pretty safe where he's yeah. at. Yeah, I think he's at a stage in his career now, like no matter what he puts out, it's going to go number one. It's going to sell a shitload, get a ton of streams, just solely based on the fact that he's Drake. Yeah. And he has the brand recognition. Um, yeah, it's it's not bad music. My first thought was like, I was, I was confused. I didn't really understand it. But then I kind of had to think to myself, like, you know, I follow Drake on Instagram and he's been traveling the world a lot. And it looks like he's been spending a lot of time in tropical places, for lack of a better term. And I think in America, we don't fully grab like music is very different here than it is in other parts of the world. Like dance music is big in Europe. It's yeah. big in other parts of the world. And so if you're spending a lot of time traveling around, this is the sound. This is what right. people are into. Right. And I think that reflects, and I think that Drake is maturing as an artist. Like, yeah. how, how many times can you, you know, drop an album that's, you know, pure, like, you know, my heart's broken, and that's kind right. of his thing. And seems he's, like, stepping out of si- outside of that box, and I'm never going to hate on a musician uh, for trying new things, but this one just wasn't for me particularly you know yeah i don't think it was for a lot of people but then i i kind of have to i have to think of it through the lens of a guy that's insanely wealthy that's a huge artist and you know we have such a narrow scope here in america of like what we're exposed to music wise not to say that dance music's not popular here because it is but i think it's more popular with a very specific subset of people like you said yeah so if you go to a place like europe or even, fuck man, probably Russia, places in, in the Far East, even in some of the places like in the southern part of the hemisphere, a lot of this kind of dance music is popular. Oh, so for sure. I think he was trying to appeal more to like a broader audience. Because the rap probably felt at this stage of his life and career, it felt more narrow scoped. Yeah, and I, you know, um, I think we see that with, a lot of rappers like they just continually work with each other and you know it's i don't want to say it's all the same but i can understand how it might feel a little monotonous so i could mm-hmm. understand his urge to like 
Um, we try something new. I do think we'll get another rap album at some point. Oh, I'm sure we will. I think we will. Because I'm sure he's... I'm sure he's hearing the... Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to get into his head a little bit. Um, I don't think he's just going to be straight dance going forward. I think he was just trying something new. Yeah, no, I agree with yeah. you wholeheartedly on I that. I think his pedigree is definitely... Um, he's one of the better rappers rap. out there, so I'm sure, sure he'll turn it on at some point and, you know, we'll get some bars. So the big news this week, Arch Manning, which is Peyton and Eli's nephew, committed to UT for football. Um, I, I'm still kind of processing this information. I have a couple of thoughts on it. Um, but I'm kind of curious. I know you're a big fan of the Manning family. Yeah. Um, I think that this isn't going to be the godsend that every, this isn't going to be the thing that like brings us all the way back. It's a big signing. And I think that quarterback play has been a huge issue <laughs> for Texas over these past, what, 10 years, something like that. Yeah. Um, it'll be a massive upgrade, but at the same time, I don't think this is going to cure all of our, you know, issues. No, my first thought was it's not unusual. So definitely follow me on this because this yeah. is where my mind went. It's not unusual for a big commit to change their mind. Okay. We live in a fickle, people are fickle. People change their minds. I'll give you an example. Tom Brady's 44 years old, decides he's going to retire. There's a big spectacle about it. Posts on Instagram, goes on for a few months. Everybody thinks the greatest football player of all time just retired. Guy changes his mind. So if an adult who's been in the league for 20 years, who's arguably the greatest football player of all time can change his mind in a few months, an 18 year old kid can change their mind in a year and a half. He, he's not going to actually be going in until not this season to my understanding. It's going to yeah, be the following season. Right. Ironically enough, I see, I thought he was going to go to Alabama. Um, I don't know if it was you that said this. I was talking to somebody. So ironically, Texas plays Alabama. Yeah. Out of conference game next year. If, Texas gets washed in that game. And let's say Texas just has a horrible season. It's hard for me to believe that he is going to come yeah. to Texas because they're going to go into the SEC. They're probably not going to be, it's going to take them a while to find their fucking groove in the SEC. Yeah. I don't think they're going to come out just. No, they're win. not going to. They're going to I don't think they're going to win 10 games in the SEC. No. I just don't. It's one of these things where. I'll believe it when I see it because I think humans are fickle, man. They change their mind. Right. You and I, I, and I, I think that's the biggest issue right here that you hit the nail on the head was that if he sees Texas lay down, you know, a nine, eight, seven, you know, win season, is he looking at that going, I want to be a part of that. Like, exactly. I don't, know that he would or let's say that sark who i think is a big reason why he came to texas gets fired like is he gonna want to continue to come to texas i 
And I don't know how stoked the family probably is that he is coming to Texas. Like, I'm sure they wanted him to go to LSU or Ole Miss or, you know. Yeah. You know. You would think you would think that considering that family's from Louisiana, I don't know why. You would just assume he would go to LSU. You would think that he would go someplace in the deep south. Yeah. That's why I'm not like super sold on this. Like I, I think I, I get that people are excited about it. Do I think it would be cool? Here's the thing. It's great marketing for UT. Those, but let's say um, Arch Manning comes to Texas. Those football tickets are going to go up. The price is going to go up exponentially. Right. Those football tickets will be more expensive than probably some NFL tickets. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, because no, it's, it's, it's UT. You're getting to see a Manning. Yeah, exactly. Much. People, yeah. Every, it's going to be one of the hottest tickets in sports. I think. Yeah. Um, the other part of me, the cynical part of me, is like, great. Do we really need another big name celebrity coming to Austin? It just draws a lot of more attention to the city. But at this point, I've kind of just accepted that. I'm like the richest man in the world fucking lives here. There's a lot of big the damage has been done. The damage has been done. It's going to happen. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, it's a year and a half away. And I definitely think this kid could change his mind. Would not surprise me if he did. And, you know, like I hate to beat a dead horse here, but if we shit the bucket, I think he probably will get the fuck out. And I think, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in Bama because that's if you want to compete. That's for where I title. thought he was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want titles, that's kind of where you go. I kind of wonder if there's some weird um, tension between the Manning family and Nick Saban. I've often wondered that. That makes sense because Archie, the grandfather, played at LSU. <laughs> right. Eli at Ole Miss. Peyton at Tennessee. I wouldn't be surprised if that family like hates Nick Saban yeah. on the low. Yeah, no, or just Alabama in general. Mm-hmm. Like they just see him as like ultimate rival, and they're just like, "You're not fucking going there." I just think this kid is gonna have. This kid already is a full blown celebrity. There's gonna be a lot of attention around him. When you're that level you're going to want to compete for national championships. You're going to want to be on the biggest stage. Right. He's not going to win a national championship at Texas, probably, because they're going into the SEC in a couple of years. Right. Your schedule is going to be insane. Right. I just don't see him – I just don't see Texas making it to a ship. You know, I mean, Texas is not going to be competitive in the SEC for at least five, ten years. Probably. Because yeah. those all those teams are established. Like, yeah, we're gonna have to get used to. We can't even win the fucking Big Twelve, and what we're gonna go into the SEC and lay waste. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, people were making a big deal about it. I thought it's cool. It draws a lot of attention to the school. Um. You don't see ESPN talk about Texas much, yeah. But that was a huge news story, and you know, it was all over the big news outlets and the blogs. So it, it was good promotion for UT. But I think some people were probably sitting back, going like, "Damn, why would he go there?" Because they're not well, great. and that seems to be the reaction that I've seen is just like, "Why the fuck would he go there?" And it's like. Texas is a huge name in football, but honestly, we suck. 
So, yeah. I mean, what, you're going to go there to lose games maybe yeah, yeah and to have fun in austin like <clears throat> yeah if that's the case more power to you but i knowing that family you know i i highly doubt i think there'll be a short leash on him when he's here yeah. I, I think i wouldn't I, I made a joke the other day on facebook i was like part of his nil deal was that um matthew mcconaughey has to follow him around campus with an umbrella to keep the sun out of his eyes and tell what? him tell him how great he is every five minutes it was a joke. Oh, okay. It was okay, a joke. Okay. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> didn't land it really. But, um, uh, yeah, I just, I think that he's not somebody that's just going to be able to like openly go out and do stuff. I think he's. Oh, no. God, yeah. no. He's not going to be your average run of the mill student walking no. around campus. Like, I also heard too that if he went to Texas, I heard this like a year ago. Um, maybe like six months ago, actually, when all the NIL stuff was going on, that Texas, he was going to be able to make close to 10 mil if he went to Texas. Texas is probably paying him a shitload of money. Very possible. And I, you know, you would think part of it is like, um, what are the, you know, that family's already loaded. That's what I'm saying. That's why it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm like, that kid grew up rich like he probably doesn't but he's probably also itching to make his own wealth and like texas does have very deep pockets they do yeah so yeah it's interesting i could see that trapped in austin podcast